Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let's give Aaron Rodgers some credit. He seems to have caught on uh, with the Jets situation and his own, um, you know, uh, fallibility and his own Mount Rushmore lining up based on him accepting a two-year, $75 million contract with the Jets. He restructured his contract. He's only going to make about $9 million this year. He gave the Jets lots of flexibility as far as next year is concerned. The cap hit this year is only nine. Uh, No, I'm sorry. Uh, It's only a $9 million cap hit in 2024. So it gives the Jets a lot of flexibility going forward. This is a guy that uh, I think understands that one title is not going to put him on the higher echelons of QBs in the history of pro football. You need another one. He also understands the history of the Jets, a franchise that has not won a championship. And only one they won was a long time ago, 55 years ago, thereabouts, with Joe Namath. And I think uh, he realizes that if you can bring the Jets back and win a championship in New York, uh, you know, in Gotham, do something that only Joe Willie did. It's going to put you on a very high tier in New York City's uh, pentantheon of sports. It's going to put you up there with Messier. It's going to put you up there with Namath. It's going to put you up there with, um, you know, Willis and Clyde. I mean, it's going to put you up there, uh, you know, with Lawrence Taylor. I mean, it's going to put you up there in a very high level if he can bring the Jets back and win a title. And I think that Rodgers knows that. And I give Rodgers credit for that here so far in his brief uh, honeymoon period here in the Big Apple. You know, he's done everything right. He hasn't said anything crazy. He's been good to the media. He was out with Adam Shine, for crying out loud. That's a good sign right there. Breaking down uh, the New York, uh, the 30 for 30 on the Mets. Uh, He saw Taylor Swift. He's been to Nick and Ranger playoff games. He's been in all sorts of practices. I mean, he hasn't um, dissed the Jets in any shape, way, or form. Uh, I, I, it's been a very, very good period here for Rodgers to start his Jets career. I mean, it really has. Delvin Cook was at cam- was on campus today. The Jets defensive players love what they see in Rodgers. He wants to take over the team. He's wowed him in training camp. If that means anything, the Jets have had about seven or eight practices because they have that uh, Hall of Fame game next Thursday, so they were allowed to show up at camp a little earlier than everybody else, them and the Browns. Uh, but he has done everything that you could ask a player to do uh, right out of the gate. I mean, he really has. There's been nothing wrong here whatsoever. He's been a tremendous... Everybody likes him. The media likes him. Uh, I don't know what his availability is with the Jets beat writers. I'd have to ask a Costello or a Semini, two of our pals, of what they say. Both know. Uh, you know, both have been on here a million times. We'll do some of that as the training camp moves along we'll get it maybe we'll do it next thursday we'll get Semini on or we'll get costello on they give us a sense of the first two weeks of camp uh, you know uh obviously peyton today sean peyton took a shot at hackett you know the jets didn't like that you know basically hackett being the problem with russell wilson last year that's just trying to make sure that uh, russell knows that peyton has his back 
putting all the blame for the Broncos' horrendous year last year on the shoulders of Nathaniel Hackett instead of on Wilson. Remember, he's got to coach Wilson now and coach him up. That's a big responsibility. So what better way to start training camp uh, to throw uh, you know all sorts of disses at the old offensive coordinator slash head coach? And Hackett's not going to make anybody forget Red Miller in Denver. Don't get me wrong. He's easy pickings out there in a mile high. And obviously, he's hanging fruit and uh, Peyton saw that and pounded him and you know the Jets came to his defense here in New York Hackett of course with Rodgers in Green Bay you know even Rodgers hasn't pounded the Packers too much He's laid low with that. I mean, he's done everything right. And this is another case in point where he's basically telling the Jets that, you know, you made a big trade to get me. You made a huge investment in bringing me in here to be this quarterback of this franchise at this moment, a team that's ready to win, we think. And I owe you more than a one year. And that is one of the reasons why he restructures the contract and basically, basically says, you know, if my body's good, I am 40 years old, but if I get through this season in good shape, I'm going to come back and play again next year. So I think if you're a Jet fan, and maybe even a year beyond that too. So uh, I spoke to some Jet fans this morning about it. My buddy Jay Beer's there over uh, at my workout spot. He's a huge Jet fan and he's all excited. I mean, Rodgers has bought in and Rodgers has done everything that you possibly could want if you're a Jet fan, he, he has embraced New York City. He doesn't seem to be intimidated by the folly of the Jets. He doesn't seem to be intimidated by the amount of media in New York. He doesn't seem to be intimidated by the ghosts of Jets past from Mark Gastineau to Richard Todd to, you know, Vinny Testaverde tearing up his Achilles to Pete Carroll. He doesn't seem to be scared by that by any or Zach Wilson or any of the quarterbacks who have laid eggs, Browning Nagel included. So he seems to understand the plight that the Jet fan has been dealing with for a long period of time. And you got to give Rodgers credit for that. So I like what we see. He's done everything right in the first, uh, you know, three or four months. He's done everything right in his first training camp. And he's done everything right since, you know, basically the draft of getting him acclimated to New York City. Or in this case, Florham Park, New Jersey. So we give him credit there. Now, listen, the honeymoon's going to wear off couple of bad games and the fans are going to be, you know, what have you done for me? I don't care what you did in Green Bay. So there will be some of that. But as the year embarks in the NFL, let's call it like we see it. The Jets are the story. I mean, out of all the teams that start the season in the NFL, I can't think of too many from a storyline perspective that's bigger than the Jets. I mean, where else are you? You know, what, Sean Payton with, with, uh, with Russell Wilson in, DC, in, uh, in Denver? That's a big storyline. Where else do you have a storyline? Sam Howe with Washington? The rookie quarterbacks in, DC, in uh, Carolina and Houston? All right. Richardson in Indianapolis? Okay. You want to make a big deal about those young QBs? I guess you can. Mahomes trying to repeat in Kansas City? Tua's... Uh, uh, concussion scenario which is what the nfl doesn't want you to talk about uh in miami fair enough uh, I, I get it you know bill o'brien with mac jones in, in new england herbert signing a contract with the chargers I, you know there are some but the storyline you know the cowboys and dak prescott and mccarthy calling the plays all right i mean the storylines in football right now it's aaron Rodgers. let's call it like we see it him you know and the jets and it's a perfect storm it's a Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the all-timers, coming to a woebegone franchise that has had a lot of buzzers, buzzards luck and can't get out of their own way. 
and they need each other. Rodgers needs a championship, a second one in a worse way, and if he wins that second one with the Jets, it's far more significant than winning a second one with Green Bay because the Jets have been bad and they haven't won since Namath. He wins another one in Green Bay. The Packers have had some chances the last five, six years, and he hasn't responded. He hasn't played well in the big game, but they've been there. The Jets haven't. So this is a perfect spot if Rodgers wants to jump and he wants to become Peyton, forget Brady, he wants to become Peyton Manning, this is the perfect spot. Let's call it. Let's call it like we see it. This is the perfect spot. And he seems to understand that. Rodgers is smart. Now, sometimes to, uh, uh, you know, his biggest fault is he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, but nobody's going to deny that Rodgers gets it. He's good with the media. We know that better than anybody. Eddie listens to those press conferences. After every game in the regular year, he gives the local guys 15 minutes, and that was in Green Bay. He, doesn't, he, doesn't, he gives them all the time they need after games, losses included. So the Siminis and the Costellos of the world are going to have their chances. He does a good job there. And, you know, listen, Sala gets it. You know, I think people in New York like Sala. He's good with the media. He answers questions. They all know the guy that it takes to hit in New York for the jet demise is Zach Wilson. I mean, that's the guy. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's not Sala. It's not Joe Douglas. It's Zach Wilson. The guy who's taking the pounding is that, you know, they did not have a professional quarterback. He's a young kid, immature, who had two uneven injury-plagued seasons in which he wasn't good enough. So he is the one who's taking the pounding. Not the coach, not the, uh, you know, and certainly not the owner. He wasn't here. And not the GM. Now, Jets start one and three, and they have a tough schedule. Uh, let me get to my new facts and figures book that Roger signed for me. In case you missed, I got a copy of it yesterday. Signed by Goodell. Nobody else gets one. Media. Nice job by Raj. I can read you the insert again if you want me to. I'll pass. I don't want to bore the listeners who heard yesterday. Mahomes is on the cover. I don't have to go to my computer and file and print a newspaper a new, and print oodles of pages when I go on the radio. I got the book right in front of me. Very few people have it. I think Florio's off the list. Peter's off the list. It's just Chris Russo. So that just want to show you where I stand. Roger gave me his cell phone. Anytime you need me, Chris, call. Uh, so maybe we'll take him up on that. Uh, the Jets schedule, it's tricky. Listen to this Jets schedule. First half of the year, Buffalo at Dallas, Patriots who they never beat, Kansas City on a Sunday night, at Denver, Philly. That's in their bye. So before the season gets going, their first six games, all right, first six games, two are against the teams that played in the Super Bowl, and the other one is against the Final Four team in Buffalo, and, well, and then the two others are against Buffalo, Dallas. The other one is against Belichick, and the other one is in Mile High. That is a brutal start. Then they're by a week, and then their next, four after, next five after that are at the Giants, the Chargers, at Vegas, at Buffalo, Miami. Then it's a little easier down the stretch. Atlanta, Houston, at Miami, Washington, at Cleveland, at New England. But those first two-thirds of their season for the Jets, very, very difficult. We shall see. 
Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.